Hello, I'm here with Daniela Greenwood. And I'm here with Mori Boise Balan, who I like to call Moz. How are you, Moz? How was your Christmas and New Year? <laughs> My Christmas was destroyed by COVID. Lots of friends oh. and relatives that really inhibited. And, and you know, I'm not alone in that. Um, and New Year was better. But we did get a new puppy, which saved my 10-year-old oh. daughter's well-being and salvation. So we got a puppy on the 27th, so that brought some joy. What about you? How was your... Um, I have to ask what sort of puppy first, and then we can progress. <laughs> it's a groodle. Okay, I'm not going to pretend I know mm-hmm. what that is, but I'm going to Google it later. It's some type of poodle, isn't it? Yeah, crossed, I'll tell you, it's a first-generation poodle, standard poodle, crossed with a golden retriever. So it's going to be like Chewbacca when it gets older. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so a really hungry poodle. <laughs> I'd like to see a picture. Um, my Christmas and New Year and beginning of the year were really great, definitely impacted by COVID like everyone else. But I got to spend some time with my family on Phillip Island. And <gasps> that was just brilliant. I love it down there. I love it oh, down I've, there. I've never been to Phillip Island. There's something for us to all do. All at Ace Podcast when we have our Christmas party next year. Let's hope it's all normal next yeah. year. So did you get a chance to listen to the podcast with Mike? I certainly did. And I have a lot of things to ask and say and talk about. And I can't wait to hear your point. I think one thing I'm going to say, though, is Mike Baird is a politician. And what I generally felt was he said some marvellous things, big blue sky stuff, and he comes across as very transparent and and seems to be really clear in his communication. He's always been excellent at that. But what concerned me, Daniela, was the content. I don't know what he's going to do to fix some of those things that he talked about. Yeah, I've got to say I had kind of the same impression uh, and I think that's really my that was kind of my takeaway too some of it was uh I tell me what I didn't even understand it was kind of so motherhoody but I think I think really the conversation I, I stood back and had to think about it it really was just a business conversation wasn't it it was centered on business viability and industry lobbying to government and that sort of thing so it was all from a really institutional perspective that really top-down, um, like, mm-hmm. perspective from experts and professionals and bankers and bureaucrats all discussing this aged care industry. And and in doing that, he was kind of defining um, who older people are and what their needs and preferences and priorities are. The, you know, that that institutional perspective was couched in exactly what you just said, that kind of a whole range of motherhood statements about care and the value of the elderly and, and that sort of thing, like their new concepts. But it's yeah, it's clear that that kind of perspective is really just about maintaining the status quo. Yes, I think that's, and I think that some of his points, which we could go through, are going to further embed the status quo. But you know what's interesting, and I love the way well, the way Ash asked about his personal journey and his motherhood, and I thought, yeah. wow, this is going to be really something. And I was saddened, like like you said, that we didn't really hear. Uh, about the the soul of of, of what uh, he was going to do as the CEO of Hammond Care, and and I have a you know I have two experiences with um two of my elders that have gone to the complex dementia care facility and have had very mm. good experiences. So I know that that they're doing good stuff there. Oh, I I just loved what you said too about like the initial story that Ash kind of 
got from him, I was like, wow, what an interesting beginning. Mm. And like you, I heard that story about, uh, you know, the profound work and the two carers at the funeral and things like that and and how much that was valued by them and the circles of relationships and, you know, what an impact those two carers had on, on a whole group of people. And then, yep, he went straight to the wages kind of um, concept and, and, and of course, recognition that one of the big problems is attracting and, re- and retaining people, and that's all with the Fair Work Commission. So it, it's weird to me, and I think it is – I think the word is weird, Moz, that, um, that, that the kind of business recognition, you know, that, that supply and demand thing, here we're at that again on the most basic level – the market says supply and demand is if you can't get the workforce, you need to pay them more. And if you've really, if society really profoundly values what these, um, a lot of the personal carers do and what they do for their parents and other people in their lives, um, society needs to pay them more. Mm. What I was really curious about, what, what really made me I had difficulty with this was the idea of unifying with one voice and I kind of understand the idea of unifying with one voice I get that but what happens in my view is when you unify disparate groups they have different interests different agendas different values then the group if you bring it together as one my feeling is is that the voices that are strongest come together and politically harvest you know support and then that is the dominant voice and the lesser the lesser voices don't get heard. And we see this, like, for example, a great example for us is the Liberal National Coalition, where we see mm. some people that are really big on climate change, you know, and we look at the gay rights bill. Those voices were really, really smothered in, in a conservative vacuum. So I, I kind of not sure about making all these peak bodies come together in, in, in one. What, what do you make mm. of that? That's, look, I, I think to start off that, it would, well, we're talking about a lobby group. Let, let's be honest about what it is and what it does. Okay. I think that's the most important thing. We're talking about a group that has been is, is developed for industry. There's no shame in that. It's a group that lobbies mm. government for better conditions for industry. This is a group that's lobbying government for better conditions for, for business, for businesses within the aged care, quote, unquote, industry. These are business interests. I get really, I think it gets really messy um, when we talk about what an industry peak body lobby group does Mm. and then why should we believe that an industry body is going to look out for the interests of customers? I mean, I think it's a bit rich to equate an industry lobby group whose sole purpose, as he said, is to shape policy and funding around business interests with making things better for the citizens um, or for older citizens. Do, do you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, look, I, I totally agree, you know, and, and that's and that's my fear is that at least when you have, you know, a, a number of groups, you know, you the power is a bit more spread. And my fear is if you bring it together in one, that's fraught with peril. You know, as you say, it is about business because what we're looking at is aged care. And, and I think we need to accept that aged care is a business. I think, I think Prof. Yeah, Joe said it, that too, you know. Yeah, you can't have both. Mm. You can't be lobbying the government for more money for industry and then saying, well, we're the good guys and we really want good outcomes. Like, that's messy. At least we have to name things for what they are, if, 
if you know what I mean. I know I exactly what you mean. Yeah. And this is why I'm putting you forward for being the minister for aged care. This is my <laughs> continual fight. <laughs> the Honourable Daniela Gregwood. That's hilarious. No, I'd have you in your fantastic bow ties and hats. Um, Mike was talking about the Royal Commission and and how it um, facilitated a, a broad national debate around, you know, the value of old... And that's just not true. The, the Royal Commission took submissions to form conclusions within a term of reference um, and then make recommendations. Be there was no, upon. Yeah, there was no deeply foundational question, though, Moz, that yeah. we just spoke about then. What does aged care do? What is residential aged care for? What does it do? It, he kind of was having his conversation based on a whole lot of assumptions that that I think need to be called out and that's the national debate because it crowds out other conversations and other possibilities for how we all might want to live and how we might want to live together. There's, you know, there's there's different ways that we could live together where we live in a community where everyone is supported to participate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I you know, I think that's at the heart of it. And and it, and it concerns me, though, the, the thing, you know, just taking on what you said, he keep, uh, Mike did keep saying that, you know, it's incumbent on us as providers to make change. Well, so what are those changes? It's actually framing the national debate in a way that, as we said before, maintains the status quo. And when um, wow, I, know I wanted to talk to you about independent pricing and star rating, but yeah. I think we've started with the broader conversation. And I think you and I can both agree that both of those efforts are still happening within the current framework, the current paradigm, which is going to do nothing more than maintain the status quo. So how do we how do we change this? Like, you know, this doesn't seem to be resolving. And you know, and I'm just I, I really am over all the the conversations. Yeah, um, the, they, they just keep piling solutions and solutions on on top of the same foundations. And if you want foundational change, you need to change the foundations. You've got to stop depoliticizing this. It's like the magic trick. Hey, look over there. Let's talk about star ratings, which really depoliticizes everything. We're just adding more and more layers and check boxes and tick boxes on top of the existing amount of ones. You're going to burn industry out. You're going to burn human beings out. And you're not going to get to the core foundation of the problem. Until we can come out and say what residential aged care really is, and what it does, and do we want that as a society? Is that okay? I think that's that's really certainly generated some thoughts in in my head. Well, we've run out of time. <laughs> oh, Moz, it's look, it's been fantastic to just to catch up with you again this year, and I was so interested in your take on that podcast and and what we would talk about today. It's been wonderful. I think the broader issues are where the focus has been as opposed to the detail. We're not going to get caught up in the, hey, look over there. Yeah. Hey, nice talking to you. Fantastic talking to you, Moz. <laughs>